This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. But here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch out! comes. Yeah! And there's no doubt about it. The Bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning. Hope your Saturday is off to a great start. This is The Scorecard. We are proudly presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Mike Esposito, and alongside me is Barry Cronin. And Barry, in a very special weekend for Barry. Barry is what we call in the biz on-site at uh, the John Deere Classic there in Silvis at the TPC Deer Run. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Mike. How are you? It's a good week here. We... Uh... It's, we're back. Uh, we had no tournament last year uh, right. due to the COVID situation, so we're back uh, two years later, and uh, and it's uh, terrific to see a lot of the great uh, people from the PGA Tour and uh, and from the tournament, and uh, it's uh, it's really uh, it's really cool to be here, right on the banks of the Mississippi River, where we're broadcasting from. So yeah. uh, watching big money go by and uh, waiting for the <laughs> rain and uh, waiting right. for the rain to hit, uh, sadly, over the weekend. So, yeah, so so fill us in on that. I mean, it sounds like the weather is going to uh, probably, possibly dampen uh, things out there, but uh, that is based on uh, on what you're seeing in the forecast, correct? Right, yeah. They, they placed, placed, put the tee times back till uh, 10 a.m. today, and, uh, and they're going to do threesomes off of both tees, whereas typically they go uh, uh, twosomes off of the first tee. And so uh, the PGA Tour is pretty good at um, figuring out a way to finish these tournaments. And, of course, it's critical that this tournament finish uh, because it's the last tournament before the British Open. Mm-hmm. And we have the John Deere Classic has a charter, uh, a jet that goes over directly to, uh, to England, uh, to Royal St. George's. Um, so that the guys can play next week. We've got 13 players on the jet, so it's critical that the jet leave uh, tonight. Typically leaves around 8 p.m. on Sunday night. So uh, we've got uh, we've got looks like uh, some pretty heavy rain forecast, uh, but we shall see, Mike. And uh, anyway, and so we've got a uh, meanwhile we've got a pretty decent tournament going, 
the leader yep. is Luke, Luke List at 13 under par, and uh, followed by Sebastian Munoz. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's going along. It's going along. It is. And I'm sure, and, and uh, we definitely will talk a lot about the John Deere Classic during the show today. Um, but as you mentioned, so this is the 50th anniversary of the John Deere Classic, one year removed because of the cancellation with COVID last year. Um, and I'm sure, uh, and I will ask you, that mm-hmm. the community uh, has certainly rallied back around. I'm guessing that the enthusiasm is pretty darn high after missing last year. For sure, Mike. Exactly right. Um, Thursday we had a real nice crowd. We had a beautiful day, and uh, the same. And of course, most uh, tournaments have a better crowd on Friday, uh, just due to the fact that people mm-hmm. are it, little people. You know, take off work in the afternoon, come out to the tournament. So yeah, we had a real good day yesterday, and um, yeah, it was cool. It was just great to everybody's so happy to be back. The volunteers. Uh, we've got volunteers who've been here for you know volunteering for. I mean, 40 years, it's crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. And the tournament's only 50 years old. So uh, you have uh, volunteers that are uh, 75 years old running around this place uh, with a lot of uh, uh, youth and vigor. And despite their uh, despite their numerical age, it's really uh, it's really cool to see. So, yeah, every it's a and and as you say, it's a small town event. so uh, people are rallying around it, and people understand the uh, the charity element, uh, which we discussed last week with Claire yeah. Peterson, the tournament director. Uh, you, you know, you're talking about 12 million bucks a year for local charity. So um, it's it's a, a pretty important um, element in the community. Uh, so this segment on this. Yep. Sure. This segment on the scorecard brought to you by Illinois PGA professionals, experts in the business and game of golf. So Barry is live there in Silvis. Uh, Mike Esposito here with you in Chicago uh, and lots going on there at TPC Deer Run. Uh, the scores were, were pretty low yesterday or for the first few days, I should say. Uh, I did see the uh, the miss. The cut line was uh, four under and better made it. Uh, and among uh, the guys missing it, and we had talked about Dylan Fratelli uh, last week because he was defending his crown, again, one <laughs> year removed with the COVID, uh, but he sat right on that miss line at minus three, and I'm sure he was disappointed not to be able to make it into the weekend. Yeah, right, of course. Um, he made a birdie on the 17th hole to get to four under par and then um, hit his drive on the 18th hole into the trees and had the chip out. And then uh, he had a beautiful pitch shot to the green and missed about a five or six footer uh, for par that would have enabled him to to make the cut, but um, but he missed. So he needs that's his third missed cut in a row. But uh, the good news is that uh, Arlington Heights Doug Gim uh, not only made the cut but he's uh, but he's uh, in 12th place. So that's pretty good. Um, and he uh, he was uh, very articulate in his comments uh, after this round, and he had a lot of family out here, and was uh, I think real happy to be back in the Midwest. He's uh, said he's living out in Vegas now, and uh, and uh, but anyway, he's happy to be back, and he's got some family and friends following him around, so it's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. And the other cool thing that I did not real I mean, I know we had we had talked about Steve Stricker, who was a, a three-time champion. Uh, but he is back there uh, and playing very well. Six under par. He's tied for 34th, uh, but he is 
He's playing well. He's in the mix, and he said, uh, you know, with with conflicting schedules, this was not one that was easy for him to make, but he did make it uh, a point to be at the John Deere Classic for the 50th. Well, right, and Stricker, as we all know, is, Mike, a fellow Illini of yours. That's right. And, uh, yeah, he... uh, Steve Stricker is the defending champion of the U.S. Senior Open, which is being played this week at Omaha Country Club. And right. um, he he chose, uh, rather than defend his title there, he chose to come here. Um, so it just indicated to, to everyone in, uh, how important this uh, tournament has been to him. He won three in a row, uh, 2009, 10, 11. So this is the 10th anniversary of his uh of his last victory here, and uh, he's obviously been a real important figure here in the uh, uh, in the Quad Cities, and he also, of course, is the Ryder Cup captain. And um, sure, so uh, it was good. It's good for him to be here, and of course, people love to see him. He's uh, he's such a nice guy, and uh, he's got his um, his whole family with him. His wife Nikki uh, is on the bag. Uh, this week, she uh, she's, no caddy, she's yeah. caddying for him. Yeah, she caddied for him back in 1996 when he won the Western Open out at Cog Hill, and uh, she uh, of course had a couple of kids. Uh, their daughter Bobby is uh, is is uh, a college student. She's currently playing for uh, Wisconsin. She plays golf at Wisconsin, and uh, they have a younger daughter who's also here. And uh, so that's a lot of family pictures being taken uh, after his round yesterday. And uh, he's uh, he's such a good guy. All of that is delightful, except for the fact that Stricker's daughter decided to go to Wisconsin. How did that happen? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, well, he probably did. Well, they live up in near Madison, so he probably did it. They That's... probably did it so she could get the in-state tuition. Because there Lord you go. Knows, I'm not sure he could afford the uh, out-of-state tuition. You know, uh, as as <laughs> as you mentioned, as an line, I am just uh, I, I kid because uh, right. you definitely have the uh, the school pride. But Madison is a great school, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure she's doing a uh, having fun up there, but yeah, uh, she's playing golf there. She's on the golf team, yeah. so uh, tends to run in the family. I I imagine so for sure. So we have a great show for everybody today. I give you a quick rundown of the guests. Uh, first, we are broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, in ten minutes at six twenty, Dan Hotchkin will join us. He's the head pro at the Palatine Hill Golf Course. Uh, There is a CDGA Scramble Championship qualifier today, the second of six. Dan will uh, join us to talk about what's going on there at Palatine Hills. Uh, Our Swing Thoughts segment today at 640 features T.J. Sullivan, the Director of Golf Instruction at Golf Tech in Oak Brook. We will talk uh, with T.J. at 640, uh, one of the best teachers in the state, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to him on our Swing Thoughts segment then at seven, we will get uh, we'll get in deep with uh, Craig DeVries. He's a uh, reporter based out of the Quad Cities, uh, also author of the book "Magic Happened: About 50 Years uh, of PGA Tour Golf uh, at the John Deere Classic, the history of it, uh, and, and all of the wonderful stories there." There was a nice piece uh, in the Chicago District Golfer Magazine uh, by Craig uh, uh, last issue that uh, that I read through. Uh, so we'll talk to Craig about the history and the magic of the John Deere Classic. We'll talk to him 
at 7. And then at 7.40, uh, the lead anchor for CBS this week at the John Deere Classic, Andrew Catalan, will join us, and that will be exciting as well. Andrew does a lot of different things broadcasting-wise, and he is there on-site uh, talking to you guys uh, and talking to the world from, uh, from Silvis uh, broadcasting the John Deere Classic. So Andrew will join us at 7.40. Nice show there, and Barry, as I mentioned, is on-site uh, in Silvis at the John Deere Classic as well. So that's got to be fun. And I know, like um, you had mentioned with the uh, the shutdown last year, uh, I'm sure having uh, worked this event for many years uh, to get back with uh, a lot of familiar faces, I'm sure I, I'm guessing that was uh, lots of fun. I know you've been there for this week, and uh, I'm sure catching up and, and getting back to it, uh, it's like kind of like sliding on that old pair of shoes, right? You're like, ah. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. And uh, you just, uh, yeah, you know, you see people that you haven't seen in a long time, and uh, you realize uh, yeah, this is a pretty, uh, pretty important event in your life. And um, you know, it's just, it's a, it, as you said earlier, you know, it's an important event for the community, and uh, and the charity that they raise, obviously, raise a lot of money for over the years. Sure. I mean, they've, they, I mean, it's quite remarkable that a little, a little tournament like this. Um, uh, 375,000 people in the in just in the area. When you take into mm-hmm. consideration just the four quad cities, we those of us who live in in the metro, big metro areas, uh, you don't really uh, expect to see the fact that they raise 12 million bucks a year basically, and they've raised 133 million dollars. Most of it since John Deere took over as the uh, title sponsor in 1998. Um, but you know you have. 460 some charities every year uh, participating in this and um, uh, it's it's just a remarkable uh, achievement and a real community event so people are all into it and um, yep. uh, and John Deere has a lot of you know and for John Deere as a company and this is the way it is for you know was for for all the corporate sponsors whether it's the BMW or um, anyone who sponsors a, uh, a big PGA Tour event, they basically bring in all their guests, their big clients from all over the sure. world, and uh, and are able to uh, uh, entertain them, uh, take them to the Pro-Am, uh, take them out to dinner, uh, schmooze and cruise, that type of thing. Sure. And typically, it's it's very... I had somebody tell me that uh, a, a, major, a major retailer uh, where... Uh, John Deere sells a lot of products. It's very difficult to get in and see that CEO just for one hour, you know, just to get an hour with him. And and here you invite him out to uh, this tournament or any major tournament, um, any PGA Tour event, and you get to spend uh, a, a whole day with him playing the Pro-Am at least four hours. And then there's dinner sure. and then there's little parties here and there. Uh, so that really helps build these business relationships, and and really, honestly, that's been the the foundation of the PGA Tour ever since it started. Um, uh, business right. relationships being built, and uh, that's how it ke- continues to to go. That that is the beauty of the golf outing on on any level, whether it's the absolute top tier PGA Tour John Deere Classic, or it's. You know, me and some work uh, uh, people going to uh, to play 18 somewhere here in Chicago. I mean, that's that is the beauty of it. You get a full day out. You enjoy yourselves. You get to play. You get to talk some shop. You get to ta- have some fun as well. Uh, and it really does uh, uh, really does help build those relationships. So that is uh, fantastic to hear about what's going on out there in the Quad Cities. Uh, we should mention too before we take our first break. 
Uh, last week, we were talking a lot about the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, quite a finish there, another playoff, but Cam Davis wins uh, that one over Troy Merritt and uh, Joaquin Neiman. So, so some interesting stuff there, uh, there Barry, with, uh, with Davis winning. Yeah, yeah, Cam Davis, an Australian, nice Australian young guy. He's playing here this week. Um, it was uh, his first victory on tour. And, uh, yeah, two weeks in a row with the, with the playoff situation. And right. uh, they're, they're both here. Troy Merritt, who's a, uh, uh, a native of Iowa, is here this week. And uh, Joaquin's not here, but uh, those other two guys are. So, yeah. And so we've had uh, two playoffs uh, in a row. And um, hopefully, hopefully there won't be one this week because, because if there is, with all the rain delays, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we just kind of need to get the tournament in sure. and, uh, and not have a, have a delay because uh, sure. it's, it's interesting, uh, the charter, if somebody, uh, if the person who wins here is, uh, has, to, has to take a, a, a test before they get on the plane, They'd have to take mm-hmm. a COVID test, and the COVID right. test takes 90 minutes to get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got to do that test right after they right after they finish the uh, uh, the the final hole. So uh, things are going to be tight, and uh, it'll be it's going to be an interesting finish for a, for a number of reasons. We will definitely be watching. Uh, we'll be listening, in fact, to uh, Andrew Catalan's call on CBS uh, Sports. So we will uh, talk to him later in the show. Uh, but coming up next, Barry, when we return, Dan Hotkin, the head pro at Palatine Golf Course, will join us, uh, talk about today's CGA Scramble Championship Qualifier event that's there today, and everything else that's cooking at Palatine Hills Golf Club. We've got Barry Cronin. He is live at the John Deere Classic. I'm Mike Esposito back here at the Score Studios in Chicago. This is the Scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are back on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Oh boy, Barry, Illinois music this week. And Illinois and Iowa, man. 
Why not start with Cheap Trick, right? Uh, kind of smack dab between where I am and where you are. Exactly. From the beautiful, wonderful city of Rockford. Beautiful Rockford, Illinois. Absolutely. So, so we will enjoy listening to our, our, our local music uh, today. So that will be fun. Uh, but uh, anyway, I digress as we, uh, we jump on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dan Hodgkin join us. Uh, Dan Hodgkin joins us, I should say. He is the head pro at Palatine Hills Golf Course. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Barry. Go- oh, that, and that's Mike Esposito, Dan. And this Hi, is Dan. Barry oh, Cronin. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's all right. You got a lot going on out there. It's easily distractible. Uh, so anyway, good morning, Dan. Thanks for joining us. And uh, you've got uh, a, a, a big event out there this week. And uh, tell us a little bit about what's happening out at Palatine Hills this morning. Uh, well, we've got uh, the CDJ uh, Scramble Regional Qualifier out here today. Uh, we've got uh, 24 teams, uh, totaling 96 players coming out here this afternoon for a 1 o'clock shotgun start. And uh, they're playing a step-aside scramble this afternoon uh, to try to qualify for the state championship at Bowes Creek in September. So what's a step-aside scramble, uh, Dan? Well, it's kind of a neat format uh, where you can't just rely on one guy. Uh, basically, all four players will, will tee off, and then they select the best shot just like you normally would in a scramble. But whoever shot you take, um, he, he steps aside. He does not play the next shot. So after the tee shot, there are only three balls in play you got to choose from each time. And then after the second shot, that guy comes back in and another player steps aside. Wow, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and this is part of uh, the CDGA social competitions. In other words, I, th- I think people think that the CDGA just runs uh, tournaments for fairly high-level players. Uh, and, uh, and I think in recent years they've gotten, uh, gotten together and, and decided that, uh, look, there's other people who want to play, so they're they're, they've put on these social competitions. Can you kind of explain uh, what what uh, what that means? Yeah, they've uh, exact. You described it very well. They're just. Uh, I think they're trying to promote the game of golf, uh, not only to the highly skilled players with some of their state amateur competitions that they've run in the past, but also trying to make it fun for just the average golfer. Uh, they'll have people, you know, from scratch golfers up to 25 handicaps today out here playing in this because it's a handicap and flighted event. Uh, they've got couples events. They've got two-man events. Um, they're just just a wide variety of things for all golfers to participate now and uh, have a competitive outlook that is not necessarily so focused on um, just one person's low score, but a team event and having fun out there on the golf course. Talking with Dan Hodgkin at Palatine Hills Golf Course, uh, and Dan, so so sticking with that, so with the team, so. I'd imagine. Well, actually, you tell me. You have a lot of mixed teams, like you know your 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 guys that might be decent golfers but aren't going to win any tournaments versus your extremely competitive guys. Or is there is there a a certain skill into putting together teams for these events? I think most of these teams are just guys from local clubs in the area that uh, just have fun playing together. Maybe it's their regular Saturday foursome, and it could be. a Groups of, you know, one guy's uh, uh, five, and then other guys are 15, 16, 17. Um, I, I think they're mo- not necessarily putting a team together with a strategy of winning, but both basically putting together uh, groups of friends that enjoy playing together all the time and are just going to a competitive level with this. And is it all men? 
or is it mixed up with women and everything? There's there's mix. Uh, it's it's a it's co-ed event, so there's there's teams with men and women uh, on them. Very good. Well, Dan, uh, in addition to this, tell us a little bit about Palatine Hills. I don't know if if maybe you know it's not one of those famous courses like you know Cog Hill Number Four. So uh, give the folks a little bit of background on uh, Palatine Hills. Uh, well, Palatine Hills has been around for a little over 50 years now. Um, it's a great municipal golf course. Our uh, grounds crew does a great job with our conditions. Uh, we have six different distances people can play from, so it's a, it's a challenging course for the skilled golfer, but we have a set of tees and distance that uh, the average golfer can enjoy playing. Um, enough, Not a lot of force carries. There's probably only three or four force carries out there, uh, but enough, uh, enough bunkering and uh, trees to, to keep you honest. And, and you have a, and I, you have a, oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry about that. No, I, no worries, Barry. I was just going to ask Dan. I, I know that uh, things, I actually live not far from Palatine, Dan, so I know lots of people uh, getting out, playing a lot, playing those random midday rounds uh, with the whole work from home thing. Are you guys seeing similar with, with what's going on in at Palatine Hills? Oh, absolutely. Um, we're, uh, the pandemic has very, been very kind to the golf business. Um, it, uh, a lot of people working from home and continue to work from home, so we're getting a lot of uh, uh, younger people out during the middle of the day. I think they're going and taking care of their work in the morning and then coming out for a round of golf and then heading back home and kind of wrapping up their work day. Uh, so it's, it's been fantastic to see. You know, Golf promoted social distancing uh, for the most part. I mean, people are not really together except on the tee and on the green. And so it was very safe uh, to be out there on the golf course uh, or out practicing on a driving range. And uh, it, it, was, it was terrific to see the numbers last year and then continuing into this, into this year. And you, you, you do have a practice, uh, uh, you do have a driving range out there, right? Yeah, we have a driving range. And uh, we also uh, opened about three years ago, completed a three-hole short game practice area where uh, one of the green, com- we have three green complexes each with a bunker, and one of them is used for golfers to warm up before their round, hit a bunker shot, hit some chips, pitch shots before their round of golf. But the other two are where uh, individual golfers can rent them for $10 for an hour. You have about 60 yards of fairway to use, and you have exclusive use of that for an hour. So if you want to work on bunker shots for an hour, uh, go for it. If you want to work on your half half wedge shots, but just an area where a person can work um, on their short game, those shots that are going to help them score and look uh, better during their rounds of golf. Well, that sounds like a great idea, Dan, because I don't know that people get to, even if you're a member of a private club, I don't know that people get to to really practice their short games. And uh, that's certainly, uh, the short game is certainly the one of the, I mean, certainly probably the most important element. You know, once you get off the tee, people can bang it off the tee a couple of hundred or 250 yards. But once you get around the green, that, that's really what it's all about, right? That's absolutely right. Once you get within, within 50, 70 yards of the green, uh, you got to be able to put it on and, and get it in the jar, hopefully no more than two putts. And, I mean, if you can take one every five times and get it up there with, through practice to get it maybe a one putt, uh, you're going to be seeing results on your scorecard. And are, are there are there other courses that uh, like that, uh, uh, Dan? That uh, that have 
similar short. This is really the first one that I've ever heard of uh, around here. I mean, there might be a couple of private clubs that have. I, I know. I know some of the private clubs in the area do have some short game areas and have been developing those over the years. Um, but I don't think uh, there are too many in the area that uh, maybe have the the type of area we have. Um, where you have exclusive use of that green. I think a lot of the area courses that maybe have a little short game area where you can have a green and a bunker, um, it's just for whoever drops by. So you're, you're sharing that area with different people. And so if you're hitting um, wedge shots and somebody's up at the bunker hitting, hitting shots, you kind of feel a little uncomfortable because you're not sure uh, if they're going to be in your way or not. So it's nice to have exclusive use of that area um, to practice and do whatever shot you want and not worry about other people there unless you happen to bring a friend to play with you or you bring your kids out to play uh, to practice there because it's a great way to introduce your kids to the game and, and spend some time with them uh, in a golf setting. Right. Yeah, I, think, no. I think Sunset Valley had, uh, has, uh, has, a, has a new uh, a short game area up there that we've talked about on the show. And uh, so, But 60 yards is, is pretty good. It's a pretty good mm-hmm. length, and, uh, and uh, it's terrific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dan, uh, can you tell us, I know the event is today, I know we have some potential weather coming in this afternoon, uh, can pl- people still, is there still the possibility of signing up to come to play in the CDGA scramble uh, today? Not in the one today. Today uh, we've got a full field of 24 teams. Um, they may have other ones. You can check out their website yep. and yep. see if there are openings in future. I think we are only the second qualifier they have, so I know That's they've true. got future qualifiers coming up at different courses in the area. Um, and different days. I think some of them are on Friday, some are on Saturdays, um, but uh, they can certainly participate in it. I know the guys, uh, this is the second time we've hosted. We hosted one last year, and uh, people had a blast. It's just the step-aside scramble, uh, a lot of strategy involved in, okay, do we take this guy's drive or do we take this guy's drive so we have our better player hitting a second shot into the green type of thing. Yeah, no, it's a. it sounds like a cool format, and you're right. I am sitting on cdga.org as we speak. This is uh, qualifier number two. The next one is uh, two weeks from now uh, at White Deer Run. But, but hey, Dan, uh, good luck on the event today. Uh, again, hopefully you get in ahead of any rain. I know Barry is doing the same out there in Silvis, so uh, we will, uh, we will uh, talk to you again soon, and we appreciate your time this morning. Hey, th- thanks a lot, guys. Great talking to everybody. Have a great round out there today, everybody. Thanks, Dan. That's Dan Hotchkin, Palatine Hills Golf Course, and uh, this is, uh, I I have not played that format before, Barry, but that certainly adds a little uh, strategy to the mix uh, in your scramble is, you know, if if you've uh, you've got a, you know, quote, better player, or do you take the shot from the weaker player if once, you know, they they hit a good shot, it's like, oh, we have to take it because so-and-so never hits good shots. That would be me, by the way. Uh, but uh, we have uh, we we have that kind of strategy today at uh, Palatine Hills. So, uh, yeah, exactly, Mike. And uh, yeah, it is fun. It, it, just anything to change it up a little bit. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, you know, otherwise you're going to hit the you're going to take the same player hits who you know the, the same player hits a good shot every time off the tee, and then you wind up playing his shot and so you know that gets a little bit boring and predictable so it's good to it's good to mix it up yeah no and and if you are looking i'm i'm looking at the cdga scramble uh uh championship here on the website today's is qualifier number two uh there's another in a few weeks at what your run uh the den and fox creek in august early august and then the highlands in elgin is already waitlisted as is sunset valley uh at the end of august 
there's an event uh, in September, invitation only, at uh, Bose Creek Country Club in Elgin. But some of the prizes, the, the, the uh, stay-and-play trips at French Lick Resort, uh, which we talked to, and the guy's name is going to escape me, but we talked to him last year. That is a beautiful course uh, and resort, so that is a, that's a prize right there, my friend. Oh yeah, that's a terrific. Now, listen, they're, they're, there's no slouches over there at the CDGA. They uh, they, no. they do it right. Uh, and uh, yeah, French Lick is a it's an awesome resort. Uh, great golf down there, and uh, an unbelievable hotels are just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, in terms of their architecture and the way that they have every uh, you know keep them up, etc. And of course, uh, there's a casino, which is a good thing, and that, uh-huh. that, the, the, there's a money. In other words, there's a money printing uh, machine down there, well, and that's what? you know helps them keep the courses up and keep the uh, hotels uh, great. And uh, it's really a, it's a cool thing. And you could drive by Larry Bird's uh, uh, car dealership while you're down there and, <laughs> and point at it. Point at I it. would imagine I would imagine Larry Bird has some very uh, Larry Bird esque things down there in his hometown of French Lake. So <laughs> I'm sure he does. I, I don't think he has like a uh, a Dolly Land type of thing. Uh, no, know, he doesn't have a Larry Bird Land down there. But you never know. You know, it might be a it might be a thing. French Lake's favorite son. Anyway, and speaking of the CDGA website, Barry, head on out to cdga.org/contest. Uh, yes, we are giving you stuff. A, you can register to win a CDGA starter pack. Uh, you would get an Imperial hat, towel, and zero-friction super tube with Spectromat balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need for your season is at cdga.org slash contest. So uh, check that out while you're checking out all of the uh, various scramble events that uh, we were just talking about while you're there on the website. Um, when we return, Barry, we need to take a quick time out. It will be time for our Swing Thoughts segment. T.J. Sullivan, Director of Instruction at Golf Tech in Oak Brook, will join us uh, next hour. Craig DeVries, uh, the author of Magic Happened, about the history of the John Deere Classic, and also from CBS Sports, Andrew Catalan will join us. So uh, great rest of the show coming up. Swing Thoughts is next with T.J. Sullivan here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito on 670 The Score. Just let it happen. Be the ball. Be the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny. Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like that. Okay, I'm not talking. Stop talking. And now, the Scorecard presents Swing Thoughts. Some free advice from the best teachers in the game. And we are back on the scorecard, 670 The Score. Barry and Mike here with you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 throughout uh, the summer and into the fall and the golf season uh, in full swing here. We try to avoid some weather out there at TPC Deer Run, which is where uh, my friend Mr. Cronin is at with the John Deere Classic. Uh, We'll try to avoid that here in the Chicago area as well. But in the meantime, we head on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook uh, from uh, Golf Tech in Oakbrook. The director of instruction, T.J. Sullivan, joins us. Hey, T.J., good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me on. Good morning, T.J. Great to talk to you. Uh, uh, you've been out of golf. How long have you you've been out at Golf Tech for a while now? And uh, Tell us a little bit about what's the what's the most common problem that you see. I mean, you've got all these new people in golf since the pandemic, and then you've got people returning to golf. And I'm wondering, 
you know, what are you seeing in terms of the, the biggest uh, problem that they have? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been with Golf Tech for about 15 years or so. Um, and even to this day with new golfers coming in or even golfers that I've been working with for, for a little while now, um, the biggest challenge they have, about 96% of people hit the ball inconsistently or they tend to slice the golf ball. Um, so one of the things that I almost always start off with, not saying necessarily that there's one way to hold the club, but definitely um, taking a look at the grip is the fir- one of the first checkpoints that I go off of. Uh, and then also taking a look at what direction they're actually swinging the club, whether they're maybe swinging too far left, cutting across it, or, or some other adjustment that they're trying to make to try to get the golf ball to go straight, uh, not necessarily understanding uh, that people need to actually draw the golf ball if they want to hit the golf ball higher, farther, and straighter uh, in the long run to enjoy the game more. Right. And we have a relatively new golfer on this show Um uh, uh, TJ and he shall I, remain I, anonymous. And, and I <laughs> and I mean honestly, you know, you could tell. Uh, you know, what would you tell Mike about about holding a golf club for the first time? Um, yeah, I, I imagine Mike, you're just grabbing the club like a regular. You know, it's a baseball bat or something. I. And uh, and you don't really, I mean, there's a certain way to hold the club. I mean, TJ, you know the the famous, the famous uh, incident in in the life of Arnold Palmer, where his father told him how to hold the club and said, "Here's your grip, and don't ever change it." So, uh, what what do you what would you tell a guy like Mike over the phone? I know it's hard to do over the phone, but uh, how do you do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course, if you if you hold any tool and you think it's a hammer, every every other object you're going to think is a nail. So right. I, I think you know one of the one of the things that uh, that you have to do is uh, when you are taking the club, probably trying to hold it a little bit more in the fingers, uh, so that way the the heel pad of your of your top hand. Like, are you uh, are you right-handed golfer or are you a left-handed golfer? Right-handed, yep. Okay, so you're going to be taking your left hand, and the heel pad is going to be all the way over on the top of the club. And there's actually a little joint on your uh, where your thumb meets your wrist. You want to try to get that as far away from the target as you possibly can. A lot of people will call this a strong grip. Um, I don't like that terminology because it relates to how tight you hold the club. But basically what you're going to be seeing as you hold that club down is uh, the, the top knuckles on your left hand. You're going to probably see about three, maybe even four knuckles. A lot of times with my novice golfers, they tend to hold the club a little bit too much in the palm, and that joint between the thumb and the wrist actually gets on the target side of the shaft, which then that's going to lead to a very open club face, uh, mm-hmm. causing the golf ball to go pretty far to the right. Yep. Well, I've certainly done that. No, and sitting here, it, you know, it, <laughs> I'm mimicking this what you're, as you're talking without a club in my hand, so I'm trying, trying to do that. I will I will take that to uh, to the course next time. Actually, Barry and I, you and I will be playing on uh, – on Tuesday this week, I believe. So that will be uh, some uh, times to try it out. But uh, TJ, you, you've been uh, doing this, as you mentioned, 15 years, I think. Uh, uh, you've been doing this, it must be, right out of school, right? So how did you end up getting into into uh, coaching and into teaching uh, on the golf side? Yeah, you know, uh, long story short, um, I loved golf as a kid, loved other sports. Um, realized probably about my sophomore or junior in high school, I wasn't good enough to play D1 and I wasn't getting recruited. So I went to uh, Coastal Carolina 
um, for their what they call their PGM program. It's a, got a business degree and got a uh, how to become a golf pro degree. So um, nice. Cheers, cheers to uh, Dustin Johnson uh, and yes. our 2016 World Series uh, uh, World Series College Baseball uh, champions. Yeah, Coastal Carolina. I wonder, are they going to rename it Dustin Johnson University one of these days? That's uh, uh, absolutely, <laughs> or at least the, at least the golf program. Sure, they do have a great program. Uh, they have a really great coach down there. Uh, I certainly didn't play on the team, as I said, I, I wasn't good enough. Um, but uh, just absolutely found out that you know me shooting a low number was not nearly as exciting as helping someone you know break ninety for the first time. So. Uh, that's that's where my passion lies, and uh, it's just you know every day is awesome and uh, a little bit different and new challenges and learn something new from my students just about every day. Um, you know, TJ, we were talking about the swing and about the grip, and I, I wonder if there are uh, examples. There's so much on vi- there's so much video out there, and you can see golfers uh, on on video, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, can you, uh, is there somebody, like you talked about the grip that you're talking about, is there a way that people could um, see it? Uh, are there golfers maybe they should emulate, whose grips they should look at when they, when they uh, I, I bring this up because I, I was watching a little bit of that. Uh, the, the TVs are always on in the, uh, in the media center out here, and uh, they, had the, they had the senior open on right after the, uh, the John Deere telecast, and uh, I saw couples. And, uh, boy, I, I looked at his grip. They, they showed a face-on uh, a shot of him. And the way, his, his, hand, his left hand was so far uh, on that club is what, what I would refer to as a strong grip. And I know that's not the right terminology that you made. But, but just anywhere to, to find these, these people to emulate. Because I know Golf Tech, part of your deal is uh, your program is to, uh, is to see how your swing uh, compares with other people, other pl- with really good players. Yeah. So um, to answer your your question directly, um, I think someone like Zach Johnson, who always curves the ball from right to left, uh, so he always draws the golf ball. He's got a uh, a close face or a strong grip. Uh, even Dustin has a little bit of that. Um, someone from back in the day, like Paul Azinger, uh, I, I believe, has a very strong grip. Um, you know, people to be away from would be someone like Jordan Spieth, who his thumb kind of goes straight down the shaft. Um, or uh, maybe even someone like Brooks Kepka uh, has a little bit more of that open face grip. And the thing I would say is that those guys are, I mean, they're in nature. They're all really incredible athletes. Um, so while I'll try to use a little bit of the tour data, uh, a lot of our big data study has actually included people of various handicap levels to figure out what they do. So anyone trying to go from a 25 to a 20, a 15 to a 10, uh, whatever the skill jump is, we have uh, all that data as far as what they should be doing in order to get better. Right. And, and do you think, do most people who play golf well, the, the lower d- handicaps, do they have the type of grip you're describing? Uh, I would say generally, yes. Um, most people who play well, um, they generally curve the ball from right to left because that allows someone to hit the ball farther and uh, a, a little bit higher so they can stop the ball on the green. Whereas anytime the ball is either inconsistently going to the right, it's usually going shorter. 
And as we can see every Sunday, the guys that hit it the farthest are usually getting paid the most and shooting the lowest scores, generally speaking. Yep, it, and it, everyone everyone wants to hit it long, and uh, that's certainly a big part of it. We were talking last segment, too, about, you know, the importance of, of the short game and, you know, being able to – uh, to work with your wedges and to, to chip up onto the green and, and into putting distance. I mean, it's a, I don't want to say it's a lost art, but it's certainly not something that a lot of people focus on, but you're not going to shoot a good score without it. Right. Absolutely. I like to kind of think of um, putting in the short game as putting a ceiling on how bad it can go. And then the long game, like the, the tee ball or even your approaches to the green from distance uh, that's when you're actually going to start to gain strokes on your friends or, or start to shoot lower scores. But that short game is definitely an important aspect in order to just, uh, you know, not get to the green in two and still walk away with a seven. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You've, you've hit my game on the head there, TJ. So there, there's the, uh, that's, that's where I need help. So, so with, with Golf Tech, I see that, uh, I mean, I know that you guys obviously will do on-course lessons, uh, but uh, but your indoor center, too, you have uh, a state-of-the-art training center out there. So I imagine that you, you have these various tools indoors, the video stuff, as well as the let's get out and, and go to the golf course thing. Yeah, absolutely. We Our, our lesson game plans actually revolve around the entire game. Uh, so... Uh, when someone comes in for the first time, we'll do an evaluation on them, make sure that uh, we understand what their goals are. We'll actually plan out um, what we recommend as far as a, a good allotment of uh, indoor work with full swings. But then we also do putting assessments. Uh, we can go outside to various golf courses um, and then actually get on, on the golf course and play for both uh, short game and reading greens. Um, but inside we also use a foresight launch monitor that makes it really easy for us to see how far the ball is going, where it's going. We use these really great video cameras. We actually have a new technology now called OptiMotion, which that technology actually allows people to see what their body is doing in time and space without using any harnesses. Uh, previously, we've used uh, different technology that you had to wear on your body, uh, now our video cameras do all the work, which makes it really cool uh, and really accurate data for us to have. Yeah. How often do you see uh, a people who really, really do improve a lot? Um, I mean, could then people really lower their score, lower their handicap by, you know, go from a 15 to a five? Is that really possible or is that just a, a pipe dream? Uh, it's absolutely possible. Our, our average student... Uh, who comes in uh, for a regular lesson, again, regularly, uh, will drop their average score by about seven strokes from uh, the, delay, the data that we've collected from our students. That would be a welcome change uh, to a lot of people's scores, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, uh, people are hungry for that knowledge. So if they want to get in touch with you, uh, I am sitting here on the website, golftech.com. I, I see... Uh, you and your staff, uh, they can just uh, come through the, the site or, or give you guys a call, correct? Yeah, absolutely. best way to do it is click on that button that says book now um, yep. or email me directly. That's absolutely fine. All right, TJ. Well, we appreciate you joining us this morning and uh, continued success to you uh, in your career there at Golf Tech. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, TJ, very much. Talk to you. Uh, talk to you down the road.
But. That is T.J. Sullivan, uh, Director of Instruction at Golf Tech in Oak Brook. Uh, uh, nice facility, and he just mentioned the some of the new tools that they're using. Uh, so if you're out there uh, in that area, certainly uh, a, a nice place to go, a nice place to uh, uh, look out uh, for your instruction. Uh, to Hey, seven strokes off your score, Barry. I think uh, any of us would take that uh, and run with it. So That would be uh, a good thing, Mike. And uh, <laughs> It's interesting. Uh, Golf Tech is really, uh, they have really uh, brought technology down to the average person. Um, yep. Golf Tech was found, co-founded by a gentleman from... Uh, who uh, from Chicago from the Chicago area who who mm-hmm. was as a youngster as a teenager worked out at Fox Bend Country Club for a guy named Leon McNair who's in the Illinois Golf Hall of Fame and his his name is Joe Ossoff and uh, Joe and his his buddy uh, Mike Clinton were uh, assistant pros out at Cherry Hills in uh, in Denver and they were trying to figure out how to continue teaching in the winter and they mm-hmm. went down in the basement and they figure out how to do that we could do it with video. And honestly, that's how it started about, I would say, a little more than 20 years ago. And uh, they have now uh, grown that business into uh, a national business and and a great technology inside. And they've helped a lot of people because you could really go in there and watch your swing and see what you're doing wrong. And uh, to me, uh, teaching with video is just uh, it's been a real revolution in the instruction business in golf. Yeah. No. And and I asked TJ about their state of the art training center exactly for that reason. Right. I mean, people, I think my opinion, right. I think people learn better when they can see it and and they have access to that data that uh, those tools so they could see uh, exactly what's going on. So very cool stuff there uh, on swing thoughts from TJ Sullivan, director of instruction at golf tech in Oak Brook. When we come back, Barry, we will uh, jump on out to the Quad Cities. Craig DeVries will join us. He is the author of the book Magic Happened. Uh, it's about 50 years of PGA Tour golf out there uh, in the Quad Cities and at the John Deere Classic. A great book. We will talk about it next with Craig when we return here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.